Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submit It For Your Approval. I am your host, Brandon Cruz, and today with me, I have a superbly special guest, a magnificent guest, a friend of the show, Miss Patty, the owner of the Twilight Double underscore Twilight or the oh I messed it up the double underscore Twilight underscore double underscore Zone Instagram account. Uh, I had it, I had it, I had it rehearsed so many times, mm-hmm. and I, I messed it up. I'm sorry, no, but I, I would have made it a lot easier. But all the other ones were taken, so I know <laughs> I had to use double underscore. <laughs> I, I know that's right. I you know I went I went looking, and I was gonna make a Twilight Zone uh, Instagram account. But mm-hmm. you had the double underscore, so I had to do the twilight uh, with a triple underscore. So that's not, <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. That would have been cool, though. Nobody needs that many underscores. <laughs> no, no, that's true. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, how are you? How are things? Well, um, well, well. First of all, thank you for having me again. Like, I think this is number four for us, and also thank you for the <laughs> awesome intro. Absolutely, um, absolutely. You deserve it. You deserve every ounce of of wonderful intros. Thank you. Well, I've been good. Um, still running the page. Um, it's been gaining a lot of attention. I think recently because of the announcement of a Twilight Zone reboot. Um, yes. you, yeah, you've heard of that. So yeah, um, but. Lots of cool stuff been happening, like giveaways and new features. Um, one in particular that I'll mention is on Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time, um, me and fellow Twilight Zone lovers gather to watch Twilight Zone episode five uh, via Instagram Live, that, that, and it's really fun. That that's 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 so cool. How like it's? I imagine that that having this kind of communal experience. Mm-hmm. Watching a show that everyone loves is really like it's a it's a bonding experience, right? Yeah, I you see the same people in there every week. You know, I have regulars, and then I have new people, and they're just like, "Wow, you do this every week." I don't do it every week, but I do it most weeks, um, <laughs> and it's really cool. You know, make some new friends, learn some new things. I always make sure I have trivia on deck, so it's really cool. Excellent, excellent. And I know I know for this episode that's coming up, you have some trivia that, that I don't have. And that's yeah. it's 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 way awesome. You folks, you listeners, you're gonna love it. Uh yeah. but what we're talking about an episode that is near and dear to your heart, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I was very excited to be ha- be on for this episode because um for one sole reason. And it's actually an episode that made me fall in love with the Twilight Zone again. Oh my gosh, that sounds so corny, but it's true. Um, and literally just the ending is just amazing to me because it was um, a double shocker, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so literally, yeah, it was really good. Wait, wait. And I had mentioned <laughs> that people use the uh, term something left them with their mouth, their jaw, you know, it was a jaw dropping experience or that left me with, you know, my mouth hanging open. And that literally happened to me. Like it never happened to me before. Still hasn't happened to me ever since like I watched the ending to this episode. So, uh, and, yeah. And, and, and I think that's one of the things that we're, we're going to get into a little bit later in the episode mm-hmm. talking about why, why it is such a, a jaw dropping episode. 
Yeah. And uh, I just want everyone to know that I've, I've said draw dropping before. <laughs> and I, I did that before. I didn't do it this time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> so a special treat to let you all know that I did, yeah. in fact, mess up my words. Okay. But we are talking about, of course, The Silence. And it originally aired April 28th of 1961. Stars Liam Sullivan as Tennyson. Frank, oh, I, I messed it up again. Uh, well, how do you say it? Frank Cott Tone. Frank Cott Tone. I'm usually pretty good with names, and I, I just I can't get it. Uh, he's Colonel Taylor, and Cyril Delavante as, as the butler. He's been in a couple of different Twilight mm-hmm. Zone episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, we were uh, saying always as a butler. Always, always as a butler or a banker yeah. or banker. some menial servant, I think is... Mm-hmm it's his claim to fame yeah um we i didn't write it down in the notes uh we talked about this pre-recording this episode uh we had of course the dr smith from lost in space uh Mm -hmm. what harris right jonathan harris yeah uh also he was also the doctor from 22 um another season two episode that's right that's right yeah creepy Uh, creepy and and you you mentioned again before uh, something special about all these actors, right? They've all appeared in Twilight Zone, other Twilight Zone episodes, um, except for uh, Frank Cox Tone. He only did the one episode, but yeah, um, Liam Sullivan was uh, the headmaster in um, Changing of the Guard, also starring. Um, his name slips my mind. I can only remember him as Dr. Loomis from Halloween. Donald Pleasance. There you go. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, of course, you mentioned Cyril Delavanti was a butler and piano in the house and a banker from Penny for Your Thoughts. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. That, I think that's really, really cool. Also really cool, we have uh, Steven Seagal's brother, Boris Seagal, who directed the episode mm-hmm. and written by... Our man, the main man, Rod Serling. Yes, and happy belated birthday to Rod Serling. Absolutely. We're a few uh, days late, yeah. We we are a few days late, and and just let everyone know this is this is after Christmas 2017 that we're recording oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have made that clear. <laughs> uh, so so we didn't we didn't pre-record this like months ago, and now I'm just releasing it. No. We're recording yeah. this after, <laughs> uh, and this was this was based off a, a short story. Am am I wrong about that? No, you're not wrong about that. Um, the short story was actually titled "The Bet," and it was by Anton Chekhov. Try pronouncing that one. <laughs> Chekhov. Che- Chekhov's um, story. That's a yes. <laughs> so yeah, and Rod loved it and chopped and screwed it up and made it his own. And we came. He came with the silence. Boom! Bing bang! Yep. Bing bang! Boom! The silence. Mm-hmm. And here's what the silence is about, everyone. There's a gentleman's club. There's a grouchy old man. This this colonel. This colonel Taylor. I want to say Colonel Taylor. Yes, it is Colonel <laughs> Taylor. I looked at my notes again. Uh, then there's a, there's a younger man. It's Tennyson. And this, and Colonel Taylor gets so pissed off at Tennyson because all he does, Tennyson just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. It's like having a, a five-year-old um, in in your midst. Uh, so the Colonel says, "You know what? I want to I want to make a bet." 
I'll bet you $500,000, Tennyson, that you won't say a word for an entire year. Of course, Tennyson, who needs money, says, yeah, I'll take, I'll take that bet. Um, I don't know if, he, I mean, he says it. He shouldn't say anything because the bet's going to start. But And if Tennyson loses, then he just has to leave the, the club. So a year mm-hmm. goes by, Tennyson manages to keep quiet, but there's a double twist on the way. And I don't want to spoil yeah. it yet. Uh, I want to, I want, because that's part of the whole, this double twist action that I, that I want to get a little bit too into a little bit further down the road. But, uh, yeah. so that, that, that's the synopsis for the most part. Patty, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on the, on, on this episode? I love it. I think it's genius. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to give all the credit to Rod because it was a short story before, but he really just brought it to life. And, um, I just want to make mention of like all the, the lineup of actors um, and just the chemistry and everything was, I just loved it. I always pay attention to that. And I also took note that it is one of like a few episodes that have no supernatural or science fiction element to it. It's, you know, no aliens, no robots, nothing like that, just humans and doing human things, <laughs> like making that uh, for half a million dollars. So, you know, I had I had a few fun facts for for this episode that made it like once you know and you watch, it just becomes that much more amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hit 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 us with it. Hit us with it. I will. Trivia it's, time. Uh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm literally I'm sorry. I'm literally the walking talking Twilight Zone encyclopedia, and I don't mean to be. Like people really just don't. <laughs> like I can literally pull up anything. People are just like, how do you remember that? <laughs> This story always stuck with me because it's super, super cool. Um, and I was saying how it made Brancott tone seem much more of a badass um, after me hearing it. But anyways, so um, if you noticed in this episode, um, while Tennyson is, he's actually locked in a glass room so that he can be seen, you know, everything that he's doing. Um, he's supposed to be keeping silent for the year. And so throughout the the episode, um, Archie, who is Frank Cotton's character, tries to persuade him, tries to trick him. He says things like, oh, your wife's been seen with other men, you know, or your wife misses you. You know, if you if you walk away right now, I'll give you five thousand. He tries to get him to leave, get him not to finish the bet. And so in these scenes, we can see Frank Cartone's only filmed on his right side. And you, you would think like, oh, it's to make him look more menacing and sly. And it, and really it's because um, there are actually two stories, I mean, two sides to this story. And one being Liam um, Sullivan's side where he said Frank Cartone told him that he, actually, I skipped the whole part, didn't I? Oh. Yes. He actually <laughs> was missing. He never showed up to recording and so broad calls his agent and he's like you know frank you know he's in the local hospital and they're just like what um and come to find out that he had been in some type of altercation the night before and so the left side of his face was completely bashed up (laughs) yeah i I, sorry that was pretty brutal but yeah he was pretty messed up and so rod was like it's too late to cast come in and we'll film anyways, you know, we'll work around it. And so they did. And you would think, like I said, you would think it, it, it kind of worked in their favor. It actually um, turned out to be great, actually. 
um, Frank Carton's character because he was, you know, trying to be um, devious and sly. But in reality, he just, you know, one side of the story actually was that um, he was bending down to pick up a flower for a date and fell on the on the cement. And actually, Rod Sterling's um, story, which I believe, because I don't think Sterling would make up something like this, but yeah. Frank Carton made a pass at some guy's girl and basically they brawled it out. <laughs> um, so it's pretty cool to know that. And if you watch closely the next time you're watching this episode, you can see, you know, there are a few close ups and you can see his left side, like his cheek is like very lumped up. You can clearly see that it's swelled up. And it's pretty cool to know that that's why, like, you know, for certain, he got beat up at the right time, basically, because <laughs> they were able to um, record, you know at all the right moments and just it really all worked together it's i think it's super super cool yeah yeah Uh, you know i I think i think there's there's space to kind of uh, put the two stories together because Mm -hmm. uh, tennyson uh what is his the actor's name uh yeah 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 yeah. uh liam sullivan he he said that frank got bent down to pick up a flower for a date i mean what Mm -hmm. if what if he did uh, yeah. for for another person's uh significant other i mean a gentleman but also kind of a kind of a jerk <laughs> yeah um and and then the other thing i, I wanted to say was you know i i think it really worked out and you mentioned a little bit i worked out to the benefit of the show to mm-hmm. now have to like you know readjust your storyboarding or or your blocking for the filming to be like Hey, uh, Frank Ott's face is all messed up. We can't sh- we can't show the left side of his face. It's it's torn up, uh, and, yeah. and and really have that kind of now back and forth between Colonel Taylor and Tennyson when mm-hmm. Taylor, uh, Tennyson is inside of the box. Right. Yeah. And just so if in case if anyone's um, wondering um, why in the beginning of the episode and the end of the episode we can see. Frank Carton's full face, it's because they already had did one full day of shooting. That's why it, it's kind of cool because you would never know. If, if you didn't hear this story, you would never know that that happened because it just went so well with the episode. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty that, cool. That, that, is, that is really awesome to know. Um, and, and I just, I watched the episode again just right before us recording mm-hmm. this episode. And, and I, I got a little bit distracted. I, I wish I had known that going into it uh, mm-hmm. because instead I got distracted by the, the really kind of cool sound design of that, of those scenes where uh, Tennyson and Taylor are talking to each other. One mm-hmm. is, one is inside the box. One is outside the box and Colonel Taylor, whenever he is, whenever the camera is on him and he's talking uh, and he's, he's outside of the box, it's a much more bassy tone. He's actually, right you can hear him talking but then when the point of view switches to Tennyson inside the box it's much Mm -hmm. more of a tinny tone like he's talking through a tin can and and it keeps switching back and forth I thought that was I hadn't caught that before this last viewing yeah that that was actually pretty cool I actually did watch the episode today as well too just to I watched that episode all the time but just to you know really get in there and 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 that's one thing that i notice every single time as well that that sound difference it's really cool how they threw that in there what other 
kind of scenes like jump out at you other than of course the the, the tail end there um well my favorite quote of the episode is it takes place in the beginning when after Archie offers Tennyson the the bet and he just says to him he's like I dislike you intensely Tennyson and in, instead of saying like I freaking hate you I hate your ass like he said it's so classy yeah and it's my favorite quote of the whole episode um this episode ha- actually has a, a lot of good quotes I also like when Tennyson says his wife shops at Tiffany's the way other wives shop at the supermarket. Um, <laughs> yeah, just stuff like that. But um, I just really, you know, I like the whole the whole part when Tennyson is in the glass room and you can see he's playing like solitaire, you know, what he's doing with his time through like through a year's time. And I never, you know, you never thought to think like he's wearing, okay, so he's wearing like this silk robe and a, an ascot around his neck. And, um, and you never, you know, he wears the same thing day in and out and you never think twice, like, why is he dressed up like that? Why is he wearing that? Um, you never stop to think that. And I don't know if I, I don't want to give the ending away yet, but, um, when the ending comes, you realize like, oh my gosh, like this episode had so many things that like, like clues were there, but you never, you never expect the ending. So you would never, when you see that while watching the episode, you never even think like, whoa, like that's why it was completely mind blowing for me. Yeah. Um, because there were clues throughout the whole episode. You just don't realize it until the end. Yeah. The, the, I don't think that you, uh, the universal you looks at him while he's inside the box and thinks, right. why is he wearing that, that crazy, hoity-toity ascot right mm-hmm. yeah. establishing the environment they're in this this upper class gentleman's club it that already diffuses your suspicion for why he's wearing this thing all the time mm-hmm. um yeah. and and yeah i i i wanted to, i want to say about the, the quote thing absolutely like so many good good quotes in here one of my favorite is when uh, Jonathan Harris is talking to Tennyson right after the, the bet is is going off, and he is mm-hmm. talking about Colonel Taylor, saying he's not a capricious man, he's earnest in his conviction. Mm-hmm. And I love that quote, and those are big words, and like, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just it's it just it really just stuck out to me. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Jonathan Harris. A, a couple times during the episode, he has a conversation with Colonel Taylor, and and those those conversations go start dropping hints about uh, the the tail end of the episode, the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah, because he's he's I don't know if we mentioned it, but he's he's Archie Taylor's lawyer. So, um, in the beginning of the episode, you know, Frank Cotton, his character, he's just like you know, is this bet legal? You know, is there anything illegal about it? Can I propose it? And that's when Jonathan Harris, you know, who's playing his lawyer is kind of like, there's nothing illegal about it. And he, and, uh, Archie's just kind of like, all right, that's all I needed to hear, you know? And so he, he, as his lawyer, he's kind of advising him, um, throughout the episode, like, you know, you need to, you know, back out. Like, do you know what, do you realize what you're doing? Um, and I guess, I don't want to drop the ball yet. I'll let you drop the ball. <laughs> well, but yeah. No, the, the, the honor is all yours. I, I save it oh. for you, ma'am. 
Okay, well, the first shocker is that um, Archie Francot Tone's character doesn't have the half a million dollars that he actually bet um, Tennyson. And so the lawyer knows this, Jonathan Harris, and he's just like, you know, this isn't right. You don't even have the money. What if that, what if he calls him the boy? He's like, what if that boy beats you? What if he's silent for a whole year? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to ruin your entire being, you know, because it was a big thing in these um, men's clubs, you know. And uh, Colonel Taylor, everyone, throughout the, the middle of the episode, he... He goes, he goes to Tennyson and he says, hey, well, you've been in there six months or, or however many months now. I'll give you a thousand dollars. I'll give mm-hmm. you let's 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 be done with this. I'll give you a thousand dollars. Just go ahead and leave. Uh, and then it, and a little bit later, he says, uh, like with a month to go, like, I'll give you five thousand. Good. Mm-hmm. Good job. Here's five thousand. <laughs> um, and and then at the, at the end, when the reveal that he doesn't have doesn't have money he even he even says hey i i offered you a thousand i offered you five thousand i'd have to go beg in the streets for even that much yep um it, so he knows he knows from the outset that he doesn't have the money he's very much so expecting tennyson to give up really really quickly even he even tries to be sneaky uh with the right side of his face and yes. and the good side <laughs> and bring up and bring up Tennyson's wife right and what what does he say about Tennyson's wife oh gosh which was really low you know he said uh said a few things he said that your wife misses you um you know it's spring you know he tried to throw it out there this is when you know couples are looking to get together and he's like your wife was seen you know driving around in a car with another man um and yeah I think that's that's pretty much all he said, if I can remember. Yeah, in and you can see in Tennyson's face, especially you know when it's revealed that a majority of his motivation for being in that position is his wife has expensive tastes and he wants he mm-hmm. wants his wife to be happy. So for Colonel Taylor to then use his wife as ammunition to to try to get him yeah. to, to speak. You know, it's on a Tennyson's face, and he—you can tell that he wants to give up. He wants to give up. He would give up if he could. But I think that's a good segue into what what actually happens, Patty. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, this is around the part where <laughs> I'm like completely like surprised. <laughs> but um, okay, so. You know, it's it's the time. I believe it was a year. I think it was like set in June, so it was literally a year um, from the date that the, he had went into the classroom, and so he was silent for a full year. And he comes out and he just reaches. He puts his hand out, you know, as if asking for the money from from Archie Taylor, um, and he had to reveal to. Um, Tennyson and all the men in, in, from the club, because everybody was gathered around. He said, "You know, I'm at a. You have me at a misfortune. I'm. I actually don't have that money. I'm a fraud. You know." And um, he's telling him, "You know, every basically everything that you said. Like I would have to for five thousand dollars. I would have to even go out into the street for that. I don't. I don't even have that." And so um, he said, "I won't." 
um, make you guys suffer in my presence anymore. I'm going to remove myself from the club. Um, but Tennyson, before uh, Archie Taylor can walk away, Tennyson grabs him and kind of shakes him up, and everyone's yeah. just like, what, what's wrong with you? You can talk. You can speak now. A yeah. year's up, you know? Yeah, there's a, there's a dude in the background. He says, gurgle, sing, chortle, anything oh. you want. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was actually Jonathan Harris who said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, yeah I was, you know, I was cracking up. I'm like, Churgle, really? Um, <laughs> but anyways, so um, it's just not a word you hear every day, so. Yeah. But, um, chortle, chortle, chortle. I, th- I yeah. think it's a Pokemon, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> um, so he takes a notepad and a pen. I don't know where he grabbed it from, but. Basically, he breaks something down and hands it to Archie Taylor, and it is read out loud that um, Tennyson had said, um, these are his words, I knew that I wouldn't be able to keep, you know, um, my mouth shut for a year. Um, I knew I wouldn't be able to win this bet. So the night before, I had my vocal cord severed. Yeah. And (laughs) I know, it's like, Oh my gosh. And this is around the time where my mouth is dropped open. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and this, you know, it reveals why he was wearing that ascot around his neck the whole entire time and why he was just, you know, acting a certain way, you know, when, when Tennyson, I mean, I'm sorry, when Archie Taylor was speaking to him about his wife and just, you know, um, it was very, it was messed up. Like, I don't yeah. even know, <laughs> like what, you know, crazy. Because who goes to those extremes? I think that's what really got me. Like, wow, you know, for half a million dollars, you're willing to do that. Right, right. It's uh, indecent proposal, almost a little bit. Uh, Gosh. Yeah, you know, it, it like pulls his, pulls the ascot down, and is you know, it's got the it's got the scar tissue yeah. on his neck. Which, a side note, I don't know how anybody has watched him for so long. Uh, over this past year and not been like, Hey, are you going to wash that ascot at some point? <laughs> year is a long time. To, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I like just so, uh, as you said, going to such an extreme, knowing, going into it, knowing that you, you would fail under normal circumstances. Probably, mm-hmm. probably after like three days, <laughs> you're like, yeah. "All right, sorry, I lost. I'm gonna." <laughs> yeah, I don't know how long I would last because <laughs> I'm I'm very chatty. Yeah, really, I would at some point in time I'd probably like stub my toe and be like, "Ah, f." I know. Yeah, but, exactly. Okay, I, I lost. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> like, or even just saying something to yourself. Like, I mean, just. Just being honest, like throughout the day when you're doing things, you have to say, like you say something out loud to yourself, either to remember or to just, you know, sing. Like, that's a big thing for me. Like I freaking sing 24 seven. So I think it would be really hard. I would just say, you know what? I have to decline your offer for this bet because I'm not even, (laughs) it would, I wouldn't even go past day three. Right. Right. Like I'll just leave now. Like, thank you for offering me the bet. You don't want me here. I'm at, I'm I'm gone. Right. Uh, was was there any stipulation about him like humming? About him what? I'm like sorry. like humming or? Oh no. Like no. <laughs> <laughs> no, none at all. Um, but you know, 
I'm right around the time when um, Archie Taylor is speaking about his wife and kind of pissing him off. You know, he does these like actions, like he'll he like I think he at one moment he just like tightens his fist and like kind of moves it, or just like he does things like and yeah, it's because he's not supposed to talk yet, but like I know I noticed that those are things like the way he was acting was someone that you know was kind of like someone that can't talk and i only know because i actually grew up with a deaf friend and just his mannerisms you know he was acting that way but then again like once again you don't think about that at all when you're watching the episode because in your head it's like he's just trying to be quiet you know because he can't speak but um some of his mannerisms were actually of the of someone that can't speak because they're mute you know yeah yeah that's pretty cool yeah that that's that's an interesting thought on that Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I never, I never really considered that as far as if you can't say anything, how do you show your anger if all you can do is be like, I'm checking my fist at you <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm saying stuff because it's a podcast and you can't see me actually right. shaking my fist, but yeah, <laughs> right. So this is a draw. Uh, oh, I, I did it. Draw dropping. Oh, oh my gosh! I did it. You I did. I did it naturally. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, this is a jaw dropping episode. What mm-hmm. uh, to me part of that is because of the reveal, the double double reveal. Yeah, like it was a double reveal. Yeah. Why do you think that double reveal is is so effective? What makes it so jaw dropping? I think the first thing I think of is I really don't think it happened in any other episode. I don't think there was a double jaw dropping ending. I think <laughs> um <laughs> I think that was a big one. Um and I think because once again I'll bring it up again because I think it's only one of four episodes that don't have any science fiction y, you know, it's all real. You know, it's all like I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just it really it's just the situation that's happening between, you know, two human beings and us kind of through certain mannerisms throughout the episode, us kind of being like somewhere else mentally. So it's like, oh, oh my gosh, you don't have the money. Oh my gosh, gosh, he cut his freaking vocal cords <laughs> out, you know, like, yeah. oh my gosh. So it's like, you know, I don't even know. I'm, I'm still actually shocked by it. <laughs> it's amazing. I think it's an amazing story. When when Colonel Taylor reveals that he has no money, I feel like a a normal Twilight Zone episode would right. have would have just stopped there, been like, "Oh wow, look at look at that! Yeah, this guy just lost. He doesn't. He did this bet for nothing. He wasted a year of his life for nothing, and he's broke. And and he's broke. And and that's that was that's his punishment for his his pride and and betting with his time is he gets nothing. Like he just lost it all." Normal... And and like and basically embarrassed himself in front of the whole men's club, right? Like his reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and why and why would he want to be in this club anymore anyway? Right. That's a normal Twilight Zone episode, and I mm-hmm. and it elevates it above it with, like, no, here, let's hear. Here's an extra little shocking bit of uh, trivia. Mm-hmm. He slices his throat, and <laughs> and he can't say anything. <laughs> So that I, I think that's I think that's what elevates it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As as far as thematically, you know, we, we I mentioned a little bit with the with the pride 
he recognized Tennyson. I'll say Tennyson recognized his faults pretty, pretty immediately. Um, yeah. In, in saying like, oh yeah, yeah I can't do it. Do, do you think that him doing that to feign honor? Cause he's feigning honor with, oh, I'm done doing this bet honorably. Uh, Colonel Taylor's doing this like, yeah, I'm, I'm high society. I'm fine breeding, but I'm lying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think it says about this honor as a topic? Oh, just go back to quickly what you said about, um, Archie Taylor and how he really like in the beginning when he was speaking, when they, he just proposed the bet Tennyson asked him, he's like, can you, you know, uh, write a certified checkout and have it, you know? And he's like, no, I don't have to do that. I'm, I'm my, um, I, I, my, my reputation is well known around here. Right, and, yeah. you know, and still after that, he was just a liar, uh, a broke liar. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so for Tennyson, for him to, you know, I, I went back and forth because I'm just like, you know, they both were kind of crappy people. Tennyson was very, you know, in the beginning of the episode before anything happened, he's just chatting away. And the way he's speaking about another man is very, um, he's downgrading that man. He's like, well, he wants me to scrape up this money, you know, like if it's some, re- you know, residue on the floor. Like he's speaking bad about another man who's in a money uh, in a, in a problem money mm -hmm. situation, you know, with the money problem. And so for him to, you know, so I always looked at him as a crappy person, just like I did Archie Taylor for Tennyson to actually know right off the bat, there's no way that I can, I can win this bet and, and, and be just as sneaky, you know, just as sneaky as Archie Taylor. It made him that much more like of a of a crappy person (laughs) (laughs) to you know he cheated you know he you could say you know i guess you can say he cheated you know because of of that and that always it always confused me in a way because i'm just like you know why would someone go to the extremes of that it's you know it was just a half a million and the woman that he was actually wanted this money for wasn't even was it his wife i forget it was his wife. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So just to, cause I, I'm sorry. I thought it was like just a girlfriend or something. It was actually his wife, but to, to go through the extremes of, of ruining a part of your body for money that speaks volumes. Yeah. I think anybody that's that money hungry, it's, it's very unhealthy. <laughs> Anyone who is eating you out of house and home uh, with no regard for your uh, self-preservation then you know probably you know you're you're better off Tennyson you know you you don't need to yeah. you don't need to be there you don't need to be in that position exactly you need help <laughs> you need help in a different way yeah <laughs> yeah Something. uh all right so so Patty I know you I know this is this is one of if not your favorite episode ever yeah but I still have to ask you what do you rate it I usually do mine out of stars so <laughs> I definitely, I'm, I definitely have to give it a five stars because of the story. I love the actors, the double twist. Yeah. Everything, everything. It's nothing about this episode was boring was, you know, nothing was dragged out. It was just amazing to me. Good, good point about nothing, not being dragged out. Like it, it's a good yeah. episode when there's not, there's not really filler. Like everything is, 
is building up to the right. the the reveal at the end. Yeah, it kind of never stops, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I would I would agree with your five stars, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I try not to I try not to make anything too perfect. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll give it four and a half scars. Okay. <laughs> get it, get uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, good one, good one. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. That's 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 why I do these these podcasts. I can make like one <laughs> crappy joke uh okay. per half hour. That was good. <laughs> uh well 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 thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Patty, I I, I want I want to ask and mm-hmm. how can our listeners get a hold of you? Okay. Well, I am, like you said, on Instagram. Um, I run the underscore underscore twilight underscore underscore zone. I think it might be the biggest Twilight Zone fan page on the, I'm like the unofficial Twilight Zone page on Instagram. Um, and it's really fun. We have different features. We have um, every day of the week is something different. Um, it's very interactive and it's going to sound like, uh, whatever, but people like, if you want to just reach out, the whole purpose of my page initially was to just meet other Twilight Zone fans because I just wanted to talk to other people about, you know, these episodes like we are now. And so a lot of, you know, it's, it's a really fun community to be a part of. Um, and like I said, we have TZ caption Tuesdays where I'll post a picture. You can leave a funny caption. There's a winner. You win. You get to request any episode um, for the next day's postings. And Wednesday nights, we do TZ Live, um, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and on, uh, sorry, there's so many things. Fridays, we do um, fan art. Um, so if you have, like, tattoos or artwork, anything Twilight Zone related, I'll post it. And on Sundays, it, actually, I don't know, the last time we spoke, I didn't have this um, feature, but Sundays are Sterling Fundays. So it'll actually be just posts about Sterling, his personal life, his past works other than Twilight Zone and really cool quotes from him. It's really fun. And um if we're if you're cool enough to want to be my friend personally, <laughs> I have a personal Instagram, Two Scoops of Kaboom, um, where it's my personal photography page and I also um have a shop. So if you could check that out because I do sell Twilight Zone related items, which is really cool. All right, awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. And and I wanted to I wanted to throw this out there about the mm-hmm. the fan art too. Like mm-hmm. there there's some amazing fan art fan art yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. People with really cool tattoos. Like yeah. it it's really cool of you to help uh, spotlight what everyone is out there doing and, yeah. and and keeping the twilight zone spirit alive exactly yeah i um i actually was blessed enough to meet um ann serling his daughter back yeah. in july you, and you lucky she, goose you i believe me i was just like oh my gosh so i had to mention the page to her and she was just like thank you for keeping my father's legacy alive so that's what this is for, you know, like this is just to connect, you know, and cause there's a lot of zonies out there. I want to connect with, like, I call us zonies. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, it. I think that, <laughs> that is a, that is a perfect name for us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and, and I know that all the zonies out there who are listening to this should go mm-hmm. and follow your page if they have an Instagram and if they don't, yeah. then they should get an Instagram and then follow your page. 
and and we can and we can connect with not only the marathons over Thanksgiving, but the ones that are happening tomorrow. Yeah. And for everyone, for anybody who knows, uh, you know, it's New Year's uh, when we're recording this. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, and then do watch it live with you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming thank on, Patty. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And uh, for anybody else who wants to get a hold of this show, you don't need to. But if you want to, uh, there's a few <laughs> ways to do that. I'm on Twitter at S4YA, S4YA underscore podcast. And then you can hit me up on email if you want to do that. S4YA podcast at gmail.com. And that is it. Hit me up in any of those places. Patty, again, thank you so much. Thank you. And until next time, everyone, I'm Brandon Cruz, and this is Submitted for Your Approval.